paying too much for health insurance? Frustrated by high deductibles, network restrictions, and increasing premiums? There's a better way. Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM is a Christian community delivering a robust, faith based solution to the high cost of healthcare. If your current health insurance has become more of a racket than a remedy, take back control of your healthcare at around half the price. Learn more and enroll today at chministries.org. That's chministries.org. This is the Fox News Rundown Extra. I'm Jessica Rosenthal. We recently spoke to Texas Republican Senator Ted Cruz about his new book, Unwoke, How to Defeat Cultural Marxism in America. Cruz writes about his worldview being shaped by his Cuban family's experience with communism. He explains why he believes the concept of an oppressor and an oppressed is a Marxist idea and the danger of applying it to things like race, sex, and national origin. The senator explains how he thinks this ideology has infiltrated schools through more liberal educators and why he believes the idea that you can fight racism by offering equity will end badly. We often have to cut interviews down for time during the week, but thought you'd like to hear this full interview. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the Weekday Rundown podcast if you haven't already. Now, here's Senator Ted Cruz on the Fox News Rundown Extra. So, uh, Senator, you wrote a book, Unwoke, How to Defeat Cultural Marxism in America. Can you give us some, I think just to start, I want for, for people who, who hear you and to, to listen to you to hear right off the bat, what, what was the catalyst for this book? Were there examples? Is there something you can highlight that's happening now that bothered you enough to write this? Well, the catalyst for this book is that we've seen every major institution in America captured by the radical left. And, and, and I wanted to examine and explain, number one, how and why that happened. But number two, how we can stop it. And, 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 and it begins, uh, it, so each chapter of the book examines a different institution in America. And so it starts, chapter one is the universities. And, and I call the universities the Wuhan lab of the woke virus. It, it's where the virus was created. It's where it mutated and it's where it spread. And originally it was just plain vanilla Marxism of professors that viewed the world as an inevitable conflict between oppressors and victims. And and the the, uh, prism for oppressors and victims was socioeconomic. It was the owners of capital versus the workers, the proletariat. And the answer was a violent revolution where the proletariat overthrows the owners of capital, seizes it from them, and takes it and redistributes that to themselves. That's, that's the original version of capitalism. What happened, and, and, and really ground zero for this, was, was my alma mater, it was Harvard. Uh, the, the Marxist world lens was then applied to a whole bunch of different attributes. So the same oppressor-victim scheme moved to race and gender and sexual orientation. And the idea was the same. The world is inevitably a conflict between oppressors and victims. And the answer is to use force to tear down the oppressors and elevate the victims. And and you're seeing it now that this view, it started in the universities, then it spread to K through 12 education, which is the next chapter. It spread to journalism. It spread to big business and big tech and entertainment and science. And in each of these, 
you see that this was actually a deliberate strategy. If you look at the Marxist scholars in the 1960s, they realized that that physical violence, things like like the violent riots at the 1968 Democratic Convention were turning the American people off, that it wasn't working in America to 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 be doing things like the weather underground bombing the Pentagon, that that was having the effect of turning the people away from them. And so they instead began what they called the long, snow, slow march through institutions to go within the institutions and take them over from the inside. And we're seeing this in every major institution. This book explains how and why and how to fight back. What is bothering you the most now that you, when you look around right now, what would you say is an example of of the problem because right now we're speaking in sort of broad terms, right? That this is in the universities and this is sort of a lens that's being applied to sort of every group. What, what are you seeing right now, I guess, that would bother you the most or that you would say, see, that, that's what I'm talking about? Well, listen, if you look at the universities right now, we're seeing the rabid anti-Israel, anti-Semitic hatred that is boiling over with the war in the Middle East. We're seeing these vicious protests. We're seeing Jewish students having to hide in the library, be locked away for fears of violence. We're seeing Jewish students being physically assaulted. My alma mater, Harvard, we, we saw 35 student groups put out a statement that said all of the violence in Israel, all of the, the, the civilians that Hamas targeted and murdered, the women and children that they violently raped, all of that was Israel's fault. I mean, it's a statement that is absurd it, it, it is grossly anti-Semitic, and it makes you wonder, what are they teaching at the, these institutions? And the reason they're teaching that is that's the Marxist worldview. In, in, for, for the radical left, Jews are, are considered oppressors, and the Palestinians are the victims. And the answer, the answer to the Marxist is always violent overthrow. The murder of Jews to the Marxist view is perfectly right and justified, and it's why they're celebrating on college campuses. Look, journalism, uh, you, the, the world of journalism and the corporate media has been largely destroyed. I have a whole chapter on journalism, and it's intimately connected to what Hamas is doing. As you know, I do a podcast every week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It's called Verdict with Ted Cruz. Hmm. Just recently, I did a podcast entitled CNN is Hamas's Air Force. So is MSNBC, so is ABC. Here's the evidence. And the, and the podcast, I went through just about a dozen different things that each of those networks had covered where they were just repeating Hamas's propaganda. They were actively lying. You remember all the stories about Israel bombed a hospital in Gaza, killing right. 500 Palestinians. Turns out that was an absolute lie, that it was a Palestinian terrorist whose rocket went off course and hit the parking lot of their own hospital but the corporate media eagerly repeated the Palestinian propaganda. And I explained in the podcast, I said, look, and this is also very consistent with the book, Hamas knows that it can't defeat Israel on its own. Integral to its battle plan is the corporate media, is the fact that the global media is so corrupt that they will repeat their propaganda and use it to demonize Israel. And so you see the intersection between between the universities and 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 between journalism playing out in in real time right now senator you know there are those who say they are fighting against racism that is ingrained in the system and the only way to fight for victims or those who are oppressed as you've noted is to demand 
equity, to demand a different sort of opportunity to succeed. And that means holding back some groups or making some groups lose out on opportunities so that they can succeed. What do you say to those who insist that equity is the way to lift people up? Well, I'd say a couple of things. Number one, in in the context of of Israel and the Palestinians, uh, it's not discrimination they're fighting against because you're never justified to seek out and murder civilians. What the Hamas terrorists did starting on October 7th is they sent death squads and they went from house to house to house targeting civilians, looking for elderly people, looking for women and children, and they murdered them because they were Jews. These were not soldiers. These were not military targets. These were innocent civilians. They took women, they took little girls, and they violently raped them. They dragged them out into the public streets. They, they beheaded and burned alive infants. They've killed over 1,400 Israelis. That is not fighting against discrimination. That is evil. And in fact, those are Nazi t- tactics carried out for Nazi purposes. The reason those people were murdered is not that they'd done anything to those Hamas terrorists. They were murdered because they were Jews. And October 7th was the single greatest day of mass murder of Jews since the Holocaust. And and so so the radical left, and by the way, a lot of the radical left in the United States, including the squad in Congress, celebrated, refuses to condemn these grotesque acts of, of terror. Now, you also asked about here in the United States, the phrase equity. And I break out one of the things that, that, that Marxists are very good at doing is playing with language, which is equity sounds like something that's very good. It sounds like equality. And equality is something we agree with. But equity in, 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 in the radicals' mind is the exact opposite of equality. Equality means protecting everyone's rights equally, fighting against discrimination, saying that you cannot be discriminated based on your on your race, based on your gender. Rather, you have equal rights that all of us are equal under God. All of us are equal under the law. That's what this country was founded on. The Declaration of Independence boldly laid out that vision for America when Thomas Jefferson penned, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's the vision of America. The vision of the cultural Marxist is the opposite, which is government needs to discriminate. It needs to tear down the people who they decide are oppressors, and it needs to forcibly elevate the victims. And it doesn't matter. Merit doesn't matter. Truth doesn't matter. What matters is America is perpetually at war, and they've decided one side must win no matter what. That is, that is a profoundly illiberal view of history. It is a dishonest view of history. And, and I think it's a really dangerous view of our country. One of the more recent data points on how Americans feel about socialism and capitalism, it comes from Pew, August of 2022. 36% have a very or somewhat positive view of socialism, but that was down six points compared to three years prior. Good feelings, however, toward capitalism have also declined. 57% felt very or somewhat good about capitalism, and that was down eight points compared to three years prior. Is it not just that a case should be made in your mind against socialism, but that one needs to be made for capitalism if there's an intersection between cultural Marxism in your mind and money 
um, and, and the haves and the have-nots. I, I wonder what you would say on that front in terms of, of feelings about socialism versus capitalism, especially among younger voters. Look, a- a- absolutely. And, and the reason we're seeing these changing views is, is there's been consistent indoctrination. That, that, that what the Marxists did is they engaged in the long, slow march through the institutions. They started in universities, then they went to K through 12, they went to journalism, they went to big business, they went to big tech, they went to entertainment, they went to science. Every one of them is pushing the same cultural Marxist message. And they're push, one of the messages they're pushing is America is fundamentally bad, that the founding of America was an act of oppression. Uh, if you look at capitalism versus socialism, Part of the reason people have those attitudes is our schools, our universities and our K through 12 university uh, schools are brainwashing kids. They're telling kids America is evil and oppressive and inevitable and in, in indelibly racist. This is critical race theory that has crept into schools. And I describe how it has done so. And, and, and look, if you look at socialism, socialism and, and communism have produced more misery, more suffering, more death, more poverty than any economic system in the history of the world. Ronald Reagan used to famously say, if you look at the Berlin Wall, the thing that, that, that liberals never seem to understand is the machine guns are all pointed in one direction. Nobody was trying to get into communist Germany. They were trying to get into free Germany. Right. The, 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 the way I put it is, is if you go down to Key West, since I'm Cuban-American, I, I make the same point. The thing liberals never seem to understand, the rafts, are all going in one direction. Nobody is getting on a raft in Florida and heading 90 miles south to the socialist paradise that is Cuba because people are starving and they have no rights and they are treated that they are treated like cattle down there. It, it is miserable. The American free enterprise system has been the greatest engine for prosperity, for opportunity that the world has ever seen. The reason people from all over the world want to come here is you can come here like my dad did with nothing, not speaking English, with $100 in his underwear, and you can succeed, you can achieve the American dream. And, and look, for me, th- this, this topic, this battle is very personal. My father fought in the Cuban Revolution. My family has seen communism firsthand, has been imprisoned, has been tortured by the communists. And, 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 and so I understand exactly what this is, but the book, you know, the book is designed to be very readable. It's not some academic treatise. It tells stories. It brings you inside corporate America. It brings you inside Bud Light and Target and what's happening and, and how it happened and who made those decisions. But then also it lays out a strategy, how we win, how we take these institutions back. Because if you love America, if you love freedom, if you love the Constitution, you're horrified at what is happening to our institutions this book is a roadmap to say, this is how we save our nation together. And so it's fun, it's readable, and I would encourage your viewers, go and buy Unwoke, How to Defeat Cultural Marxism in America. You can buy it on Amazon or Barnes & Noble or Books a Million or wherever you get your books. I think you'll enjoy it, and it'll also make a great Christmas gift. <laughs> it was it was uh, it was fun how you opened the book with your family and your father and how he taught himself English. I mean, it, 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 you're right. It, it does read like a story and not an academic treatise. Senator Ted Cruz, thank you so much for joining. Thank you. Be well, sir. 
You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Janice Dean, Fox News Senior Meteorologist. Be sure to subscribe to the Janice Dean Podcast at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to spread the sunshine.